Hashtag SAFM Headspace. Now we're moving on to our next conversation. This one is about celebrating women in the month of August. And we have a feature standing for the full month of August titled Women's Views in Our World Today. And joining us for our conversation and another woman who we were celebrating is Nontlantla Makuba, the MMC for transport here at the city of Johannesburg. Ms. Nontlantla Helen Makuba was first elected to parliament as a representative of the Inca Tafrida party in 2009 she served on the portfolio committee for communications and as an alternate member on the committees for health water and environmental affairs she is a long-time resident of Soweto and holds a diploma in financial management and an advanced certificate in credit management. She's currently the MMC for transport in the city of Johannesburg and she joins us as a woman, one that we celebrate here on the program once again. Uh, Ms. Uh, Makuba, good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, Naye, and good evening to the SAFM listeners. Now, I'd like to invite anyone who would like to join in the conversation and talk to uh, Ms. M- Ms. Makuba or MMC Makuba to talk to her. And this, by the way, is, is not a conversation about the uh, Department of Transport or her portfolio or her department. These are just her views on any and everything. And we're celebrating women's views on our world today. And that's the purpose of our segment this time around. We're talking to her. So, uh, do tell, uh, do you find that um, South Africa, in our conversations, we are appreciative of women's views, not only for the purposes of ticking a box, but because we believe they're valuable? Uh, you know, Naye, I'm going to phrase my response in this way, that though we are celebrating this month, which is the month of August, the, the, the Women's Month, we should acknowledge that there is still a long way to go for women to be recognized as leaders and active participants in some industries. Take, for example, the department that I'm leading as the um, political head, which is the transport department, for an example. It is a male-dominated industry where very few women hold leadership positions, whether be it in the taxi industry or the bus, rail, or government positions. As a female MMC, my own counterparts are uh, predominantly male. Our MEC for transport and housing is male. The minister in transport is male. In my department of transport, we have we now have a female acting MP in Metropass, but most of the management team is male. So in the transport core department. I just want to give you an explanation to, to, to just try and respond to your question. In the transport court department, the department has 312 female employees. Only 10 are in the management team. In Metro Bus, we have 79 female drivers out of a total of 436 drivers. And within the JRA, which is the Joint Growth Agency, we only have 559 employees who are female, and only 31 of them hold management positions. I'm trying to raise this to show that uh, um, the, the, we, we, we have a challenge of trying to um, address the issue of, of women coming into the transport department, because I know that there is a lot of them out there. We need to get to the point where we can balance this out. There needs to be empowerment, skills transfer, and coaching to enable young women 
to take up senior positions in the departments and entities. And we know that here that women can do many things a little bit better than men. So we should allow the next generation of women to shine. So when you say we know women can do things better than men, what what things are those and how do we arrive at this conclusion? All I'm saying is that as women, women are are gifted to be um, multi-talented. You know, a woman can carry a child on her back, cook a meal, take care of a husband, take care of a home, take care of other children and still do a job and come back home and bring an income. All I'm saying is that it is not because we don't have these smaller statistics because women out there are not capable to do these functions. But we have to encourage them to actually come in and be able to contribute. I, I, I hear the point you're making. I was wondering if you could share perhaps how you arrived at that conclusion. Was there any research that was conducted that helped you to arrive at the conclusion? Okay, I will take it further. You know, it has been 24 years since Africa attained its uh, freedom. And um, eradication of poverty has been uneven and unequal. And it has increased. And most people who are affected by this are women and children. They continue to bear the brand of poverty and inequality. There are a lot of, 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 of issues that we could mention here around women politically. We still find children dying in pit toilets in our country. We still have women in rural areas that are still collecting water from rivers. We have our communities who still do not have proper access to basic health and care. And most of the promised basic needs of our people have been mismanaged. There's no clear plan from our government on how women are are to be empowered. And women and children are still not safe in their own homes and communities and places of work. And they're not even safe in the hands of their own uh, loved ones. So these are some of the few that I can... Uh, and I, I could go on and mention that the, the, the gender wage gap has not been closed and the employment equity has not been achieved. And, and owing to social and cultural prejudice, women's land's rights remain unprotected in comparison to those of me. There is a lot more of issues that I could mention that are affecting uh, women in our country. And and uh, uh, all I'm saying is that our women are capable of doing more than they can do. And it all requires all of the formation of women uh, organizations that are representing women to actually come together and forget about the politics. Because, you know, to say that I belong to this one political party and the other one belongs to that other political party is not going to help when it comes to women issues. Because women issues are cross-cutting. Uh, across the political uh, 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 line. So if a child of my neighbor dies because he was abducted and raped, it, it, it affects me as a mother because that child could have been my own child. Okay. Perhaps a question about the, the need for evidence on your views may not be uh, necessary because we're actually looking for your views. I was just curious to find out if those views are predicated on evidence. Are they, ma'am? 
Yes, and uh, um, I can I can talk about um, the, the 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 problem statement that I made earlier on is that um, um, the, the the government uh, we, we we have a lot of uh, government policy, policies and interventions, and despite those government policies uh, policies and interventions, there's still structural barriers to women's economic empowerment, and statistics that are confirming that women struggle to gain employment and are still earning um, far much less compared to their male com- counterparts for the same job. And when I talk about uh, um, uh, employment equity, I mean that women are poorly represented in, vi- in various sectors, such as construction, mining and agricultural sector. And that is from statistics. It's not something that I'm just talking about. That is why I'm saying in order for us to be able to assist women to actually gain this equality that you are talking about. We all need to come together and forget working in our own corners and thinking that this is my party and that. And if government rolls out um, opportunities for women, they should not be for certain political parties, but they should be for all women who deserve to have um, access to those uh, particular programs. Well, okay, perhaps let's, let's move on to another point. We've noticed that um, in South Africa there had been much um, said about how we have dealt with women folk, and I see that this is a, a, a conversation you are most comfortable dealing with, and I have no problem engaging you on it. Um, for example, with the emails, uh, the Ramaphosa uh, campaign, the CR17 emails and statements that have been leaked, uh, there had been suggestions that perhaps uh, those that are targeting women are targeting women because they are women and that there should not be. Do you imagine that women in general, when there has been wrongdoing that is being alleged, should be absolved of that purely because they are women? Because we know for a fact that there have been women as men women and men who have been uh, exposed as far as these emails and statements are concerned, but there, there are some words that say uh, w- w- these emails are targeting women. Do you, do you think that women should not be uh, treated the same way when something has gone wrong? Uh, I believe that every South African male or female must suffer the repercussions of their actions. They are very clear. Whether you are man or female, male or female, you suffer the repercussions of your actions. And I'm, I'm going to say here, I want to state it uh, very clear. I'm not going to be speaking about uh, problems that are in other parties and organizations. But what I'm going to say is that there is no body who is above the law, whether male or female. If there is any uh, investigation that is done against me as MNC for transport because there is some um, evidence from wherever that says I have done something wrong. I should be brought to book to prove my innocence. That is what I believe in. 
All right. Let, let's go outside the continent of Africa and talk about uh, some of the looming political decisions to be taken by the global community, particularly in the U.S. Where everyone has been talking about what's happening in the U.S., the elections pending for November 2020. Which candidates, in your opinion, do you imagine should be uh, the front runners? Uh, because we've seen uh, a considerable increase in women folk participating in the primaries to extent that uh, some people are touting some female candidates as front runners. I'm not quite sure if the numbers tally, but I'd like to hear your take. Which are the front runners in your take, and who do you imagine should be the best candidates to win the elections come November 2020 in the U.S.? Naye, I want to be honest with you. I believe that we have a lot of problems within our country that we should be concentrating on, rather than to be looking outside to say who should take a position where. Those people who are vying for a certain candidate have their own reasons why they are doing that. But as for me, we have to concentrate, I believe, that we have to concentrate on making uh, South Africa better for the women in the rural areas and in the urban areas. Uh, so that they are equally treated. And I'm saying this because it has been proven that some of the um, uh, um, uh, uh, um, services uh, that are accessed by uh, um, urban women are not actually available for the rural women. I feel that we have enough to concentrate on within our borders rather than to be looking outside to say what is best for them and what is not best for them. I think we should start at home, fix our home first before we can look outside. So I do not have an opinion on who should uh, be the best candidate uh, in America. That is too far from me, for me, and I feel that we have a lot of work to do right here at home. All right. Uh, final question, and I'll let you go. We do have Umama Pumzile Mlamba who is leading UN Women at the United Nations. And perhaps uh, this is one of our proudest exports as the Republic of South Africa to the international community. What, what do you think of her work? I would like to say I salute not just Umama Pumzile Mlamba I don't have anything against her. And I'm not uh, politicizing this, but I salute all women who have contributed and have made us proud outside the borders of South Africa. I, I feel that they have represented us and I feel that they have done a good job. But at the end of the day, they still are South African. And I feel they should also be part of the programs that we're doing here at home to try and empower our women at home. There is an essay in Isizulu, and I'm very uh, sorry to those listeners of your station who don't understand, who will not understand that, that you start, you collect higher, before you can go outside. I'm not saying they shouldn't have go, gone there, but all I'm saying is that as much as they are there, I want them to, I want to see them, my vision, is that I want to see them bringing that expertise that they have gained there back home to actually help to empower us as women in South Africa.
All right, MMC Markuba, thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. We really appreciate you talking to us. Thank you very much, sir. Nontlantla Makuba is the MMC for transport in the city of Johannesburg and she's our woman for tonight talking to us about her views on our world today.